Ready? Uh, yep. We're ready. Four, three, two, two. one. All right, we're on. Hey, 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 welcome back. Back to a fabulous uh, show uh, with my, uh, what, well, Coyote Gunyan, of course. And um, Robert I'm, Myers. Me being the co-host, of course. Uh, sorry for the long delay, but we were trying to abide by the social distancing restrictions. Technically, and, we are yeah. still six feet apart. Yeah, technically, yeah. So, and we are in a backyard because we're not going in any, any houses. Yeah, you, we just want to make sure uh, we uh, take uh, steps for, for for each other's families to be safe and uh, not that we're been in any way infected or close to anybody being infected. Yeah. It's just a good idea. And uh, just to give peace of mind to, uh, to, uh, to everyone. And I think we should encourage you all to do that. So it's everyone. been a, a while. That March. means that there's been a lot to talk about. March. There's been COVID, and we're actually going to broadcast from the COVID hotspot in central Washington. Um, yeah, it's not the, quite the zombie apocalypse that we thought it was going to be. N- uh, no, I mean there are uh, there are, there is some tragedy to it. It is there is some tragedy. There actually is people we we know personally that have passed away from the virus. Mm-hmm. So um, it it is a real tragic thing and. I'd like to point out first, it's it's not the a global conspiracy that our president actually puts it out to be. Cause I, and I'm mentioning our president because he's one of our topics tonight. Um, yeah, this being uh, the day of the Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch it personally. I caught That's, a few cl- uh, clips of it. Um, same old rhetoric. Uh, some, some news is just new uh, stuff that he. You know, uh, he, he didn't didn't a spun on his old rhetoric. He's so. gonna make America great again. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's gonna happen. I wonder how many people are gonna walk away sick. I, that. Yeah, um, that was kind of like Obama's second term. He uses like the same slogan. Now nah, you didn't really do it this term about Obama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and uh, just other things that have happened in uh, since uh, we've been last on. Uh, wow. The whole George Floyd protest, uh, pro- protests and riots. I don't know if you want to call them that. Yeah, riots. Uh, the rioting and looting in some p- parts of the country. Uh, looting. Um, geez, some of it uh, right here in Washington State. Um, we actually have uh, six blocks in Capitol Hill that have seceded and, from the United States. And I wouldn't call all protesters, rioters, looters, or criminals. People actually no, 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 no. are genuinely um, my cousin posted some pictures of a friend who lives up that way on Capitol Hill, and it looks more like a, a friendly farmer's market than a crazy autonomous zone like they're saying. Um, I'm sure they could have possibly kicked the police out of their police stations. Um, there's a whole conspiracy behind it. There's there's a ton of conspiracy behind this. Um, we, we don't know what's really going on. Um, I don't think we really know what's going on. I, I still feel, feel like uh, the presidency is really a silent coup, personally. Uh, yeah. For a grab at the the actually just the American government, it's 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 kind of startling seeing a, a member of the judicial branch actually fall in line behind the president and do whatever he says. The judicial branch, if anybody actually knows, is supposed to be autonomous as well as the legislative branch. They're supposed to be autonomous from the executive branch. So uh, a lot of people think, well, the president, he's the top head and he can do whatever he wants. That's not democracy. That's not the government our principles were founded on. If he could do whatever he wants, then supposedly everybody else should be able to do whatever they want as well. 
Because he's not a king, he's not a god, he's not mind fear. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> and that's why I didn't watch the rally because I was like, "Holy, Cal! These the uh, I mean, it's 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 really like if there's a conspiracy, there's one with Donald Donald Trump, um, Barr, and Kaylee McEnany, who I think is really good at spinning political witchcraft. And I use political witchcraft because that's what it is. It's political witchcraft." You know, the thing that's very apparent is they're very afraid of any kind of third um, party in this United States. Um, I was having this discussion with uh, somebody online about that. And uh, even though they vote Republican and I kind of lean Democrat, you know, we both kind of had the same, uh, we kind of both had the same uh, agreement that there should be a third party, uh, a centralist party. But that's just my point of view. Hey, you know, uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's liberal. And I was like, no, it's just making sure that they keep both sides. Kind of like libertarians. Libertarians, you know, if we had an actual full-blown libertarian party, it would offset the Republican base as well as the the liberal base because they believe something totally different. I I think the name throws everybody off. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, liberals are always confused with the liberalist. I I think people don't realize in other countries they probably have like three or more political parties versus the United States we only have like two. Not historically, uh, we've had more than two. Historically. Historically. Uh, Yeah, um, back in 1912. The Federalists. Then the Federalists used to be a party. 1912, I believe Theodore Roosevelt, he had his own breakaway party called the Blue Moose Party. And uh, to try to uh, see if he could take a run at the presidency again, because he was trying to, uh, he wanted to get back in. Uh, he changed his mind because uh, he he knew he recognized that the uh, World War One was about ready to start. Yeah, I'm I'm probably screwing up the facts. Um, and then also uh, the Whig Party back in during the heydays of the uh, Revolutionary. Because they wore wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then that uh, was cool back then to wear then, wigs. Yeah, and then uh, they had the Federalists. Um, um, I'm not sure exactly. They were just eventually evolved into, you know, uh, you know, members of both parties. You know, I think they kind of split. And, uh, but there was never a really a true recognized third party in this modern era. Now, yeah. unless you count Ralph Nader's Green, um, his the Green group, Party. Yeah, he had a Green Party. And that didn't really that didn't go anywhere either. I mean, yeah, but you know, Ross Perot. Ran as an independent and gave a serious run for the money for between both uh, Clinton and Bush. A lot of people wanted that third candidate. You know, he did get two percent of the vote. You know, that's, yeah, that's something to say. And uh, if that would have been as close as elections are these in these past couple decades, that could have swung a lot of things uh, different ways. That's come they were trying so hard to get rid of it. Both sides. That's one thing they can agree on. They want to get rid of it. So, you know, as much as I'd love to see a centralist party, you know, realistically, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't, I don't, it might not happen. I mean, but, but we've seen other things like we've finally seen a black president. So, yeah. I mean. Oh, and I've never in my life thought we would ever see something like the Rodney King riots again. You know, yeah. jeez, uh, wow, why was I wrong? Um, the George Floyd, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it the uprising movement. Wow, it's that's something, and it's uh, every everybody in the world is watching. Everybody in the world is doing. Well, everybody's been on on lockdown too, so it's like a perfect, a perfect situation for such a thing to break out. 
You yeah. know, everybody's under lockdown. They're already <laughs> under pressure from lockdown. They're going stir crazy. We're, some, coming, we're some, coming out of spring. Yeah, something happens, so everybody just falls in line behind the movement. And I'm not saying they're wrong by falling in line, but then there are people actually marching and doing good, and then um, people come in, and, and I saw the video of the, the guy who was, like, dressed up like he's a a spy or whatever, and then he goes and starts breaking windows on purpose and walks away, and people question him about it, but he gets away really quick, and somebody says, well, they think it's an actual cop, and the Minnes- one of the Minnesota cop- police officers was uh, doing a, you know, uh, what do they call it, clandestine, you know, a, a little side clandestine operation to instigate riots to, because they don't they don't like people of color. And that way they could, uh, the cops would have a excuse to come in and start busting heads, you know, saying that, oh, this ain't peaceful, you guys are just here to damage property and business. And, and, some, and some people like violence. They, they get into it just because they it, like violence. There's plenty of anarchists who are yeah. out there disguising themselves as uh, being part of the movement. I'm, I'm always weary of people that like movies like The Purge. I'm like, huh, or Saw. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. I, I like more lighthearted stuff. I'm like, I mean, maybe when I was younger I used to be into it, but not to the point where I, like, actually believed it. I was like, uh, this is fantasy. You know, don't make it our reality. Yeah, because uh, if I actually uh, uh, shout out to uh, – the YouTube uh, website, uh, Alternate History Hub, he had he had done a, a video about what would happen if the purge was really real. And he said, basically, based on the facts, you know, in history, it would destroy the economy. <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean... The infrastructure of the United States the, would be gone. The, the, the biggest thing is people don't realize how fragile the economy actually is. They do now. Um, <laughs> that's one thing, I, I, you know, another thing which is weird is, is like usually you hear all these people sounding off about certain politicians and then you don't hear the technocrats sounding off about Trump. So wh- why aren't they like Bill Gates, you know, uh, Apple, you know, uh, Elon. S- Steve Jobs has, has al- was always vocal about certain things. But, you know, without him, their CEO has just been quiet, you know, about about anything so what to me i'm like well what do they know that we don't know maybe they they're already on the in crowd and know that well the next election's already bought well they got either that or one step you know in the direction of their bunkers or they're the ones that like some people believe that bill gates caused is in league with who and caused the whole covid virus i mean i'm not pushing that theory that's just like that's a stretch yeah but i mean it could have been i mean when i when i when i heard that first came out i was thinking like the symptoms and how people are dying. I was I was reading the stand a while ago and was like, oh my god, it's the stand. Yeah, but it wasn't as it's it actually wasn't as bad as the novel because in the novel everybody just completely is eradicated. Well, the the worst parts are uh, almost biblical. But but the but then the the devil, the man in black, you know, the uh, Randall Flag, the Randall Flag, the same guy as the man in black. He is the one. Well, he's the same guy as Walter in the Dark Tower. He. He's the one causing all. He's like the devil figure, and and people don't realize that. Like I was talking to Mike the other day, he's like, "There's just something Trump says that gets people to believe." I don't know what it is. I can't get it. And I just think there's no other way you can explain it unless it's just like the devil. Like that would that to me. Like if if you if you're like religious and you like look at something, you can't really explain it any other way. It's just like, well, I guess the Stanford Prison Experiment does a good job at explaining human nature. People just fall in line and go along with it, but. Yeah, the scariest part is is um, um, just a just a feeling in the air. You know, even here, you can feel the tension 
you know, it's not as bad as I'd say probably in places like New York or L.A. Well, you know, well, because I, I think people don't know, like we're we're like it's still in phase one, but <laughs> Yakima County's kind of like all the businesses are still closed, but people are treating it like it was phase three. You know, a lot of people are just going out and doing whatever they don't care. Half. And some, then I won't name which businesses. Some businesses have stayed open with the blinds closed. So, I have uh, been up in our our shopping um, places up in up in Yakima, and some of them. So many people were throwing caution wind, no masks. No, nope. they don't care about uh, wearing gloves, and you know that's that's on that's okay if they want to do that. You know, hey, yeah. but uh, a lot of people are not taking it as serious because I guess it hasn't touched home. I mean, I had a cousin who who passed away. Yeah. Um, last month, and uh, he he was not that much older than me, and and uh, my nephew just recently. Um, he he's got it, and I can say who I, can, I protect his privacy. But uh, and then um, one of my friends recently died, and I guess it could have been over over COVID. And nobody's saying, you know. And he was only forty two. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He used to work at the casino too. So uh, I, I want to ask who is it? Um, but I, I I mean there's there's but I've known people who've who've had it and are asymptomatic, which is really weird. Yeah. So so I, I'm I'm pressed to think people just please don't vape, don't smoke. You're gonna make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do anything. Um, don't drink alcohol. Don't do anything that lowers your immune system. That you know that's just a side note. I I was I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I think people who've had pneumonia before they're more susceptible to get it. This is this is the doctor in me speaking. I'm I'm not a doctor yet, but I I'm you know I'm a professor of English. So, uh, so if he comes up to you with a r- rubber glove and asks you to cough for him, and you know, I don't think you. Yeah, they showed me how to do it at the military entrance <laughs> processing station. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pros there. So uh, just to uh, throw a little positive uh, light on today, today, uh, tonight's uh, um, <clears throat> uh, podcast, uh, I saw something about three days ago in the news, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, gave me hope for humanity there is a uh, black lives um, matter uh, you know protest over in uh, london and there was some counter protesters who were for right wing and uh some of the one of the guys from the right wing fell down and he, he got hurt and he started getting uh, stomped on yeah. one guy no uh, uh you know a uh, african gentleman african uh, british i don't know how you say that over there Jumped in, scooped him up, put him over his shoulder, and six of his uh, pals surrounded him as he as he took that right wing protester who got hurt to the police line to hand him off for medical attention. And and it's and it's things like that that do that do create like a level of hope. Yeah, I mean, it actually kind of made me almost teary eyed because it's like wow, that was just that was just beautiful. And he said, and he said the most. Um, um, heartfelt thing is that if if one of those officers that was involved in George Floyd's murder, if one of them would have did that for him, none of this would have started. It would it would have just took it just took one person. Yeah, just to and, step in. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of people are are losing sight of that. That you know we're all you know we're all human. We need to. Yeah. Um, I I personally don't believe defund the police. I mean, around here. Um, 
you know, I, I haven't experienced racism by police. I've, I've actually been treated kind of fairly well um, for a Native American. And I know cops have been put into really, where we live, have been put into really bad situations where anywhere else they would, the person probably would have got shot. But here they uh, dealt with the situation without having to have a gun go off, which is pretty amazing how people can, can shoot can get so scared and to, to some I, I was asked the other day well what do you think about the guy who got shot in the back I was like I, I've seen a guy run away from a cop before you know you know when I was part of an incident um he the guy missed the taser so the cop just let him run off they you know they're gonna catch him later but they they're not gonna shoot him the officer let him just if he couldn't catch him with he let him run off which is the smarter thing to do why why shoot somebody um yeah, but I I, I thought well, the, shooting somebody when they're down or in their back is kind of a, a, a level of cowardice to me. I would think so. Well, like the uh, Fruitvale, Fruitvale Boulevard down in L.A. Um, during during uh, yeah, they made a movie about it. Uh, f- uh, Fruitvale Station. Yeah, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. I never saw it, but I kept thinking, should I watch that one? Yeah, I saw the footage, the real footage of it. That was just horrific, you know. You think something like that would have started the protest that we are seeing now? But I think it was a comp- it was a compilation of three instances all happening within a relatively short, you know, you know that George Floyd incident was just pretty much blatant murder, you know, performed yeah. on you know on in front of a camera, and that cop looked right at the and, camera. And that uh, the the girl who was an EMT um, who got shot eight times in her apartment by police yeah. officers. Um, then it was, before, I think it was, there was a shooting in Atlanta. Uh, not, not the one, the current one, but there was... Not the Wendy's one, there's a different one. Yeah, and uh, I think that was just a spark that lit the match, right? You know, and the match, you know, is burning down the house now. And, yeah. and, it, and it does call for, I mean, so if, if you're not going to have cops, how do you protect? How do you protect our world? Um, cops are there to protect us. I mean, for me, I feel... I feel safer when they're driving around here. <clears throat> um, I wish they would intervene more. I, I honestly do feel there is a little racial thing. I uh, honestly feel if we were white in a white neighborhood and some of the people who came around here did some stuff, they would probably be in jail, not still running around here stealing and doing whatever. I honestly do feel there is a difference for, for racial preference there. But, but that's uh, <clears throat> I, I feel that's uh, based on community to community. It's just... It's it's one of those underlying cultural issues. It's it's really hard to figure out, um, and I don't I don't necessarily think it's because of white. I think it's because of a mainly cultural differences, and class, class, class differences, and cultural differences. Um, yeah, this uh, you know I grew up with uh, people who became cops. Yeah. I got cops in my family. I uh, you know I know plenty of criminals too. A lot of my <laughs> a lot of my uh, friends and some of my family. Um, you know, I grew up with the, uh, you know, I got people on both sides of the law, you know, so I, I kind of understand it. Um, you know, is in, and when I used to work, um, in, within the legal system, I kind of saw the other side of the fence too. And it was just as, you know, dirty and dark over there as it was on, you know, on the street. Yeah. So they're really, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, how people treat each other, you know, in my mind. You know uh, how you see the world, and you know there's plenty of gray. You know there to live in. You know, uh, and I think 
most cops understand that. You know, it's just those few that are so hard, you know, um, believing in, you know, it's got to be one side or the other, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the ones that are really caught in being, uh, you know, not able to handle that pressure of going out there every day. And, you know, it's a hard job. I wouldn't want to do that job. There are times I wish I could. Yeah. um, Especially when it comes to traffic. you got to worry about other kinds of diseases besides COVID. You know, hepatitis, other kind of things. Because you're when you're, you know, fighting with a lot. I mean, a lot of these people who are they are going after are like druggies, you know, uh, transients, possibly people committing these crimes. There are people who share needles who probably have certain diseases. Cops don't want to get those. Yeah. I can understand that. Too. I saw a uh, episode of Live PD where this cop had to call for backup before he uh, went to epileptic shock for touching um, this lady's bundle uh, that had a little bit of, uh, what did they, of uh, that, that uh, some opiates, and, you know, uh, you know, that some, what is that artificial stuff called? Um, doesn't it start with Narc- Yeah, F- N- epinephrine or whatever. Narco. And, yeah, uh, he touched it and he had a- Fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. yeah. And he had to treat himself. And the lady was pissed scared because she knew if that cop would have passed away, she would have she would have been guilty of uh, yeah yeah she would have been guilty of manslaughter, you know. And uh, she was crying her head off when the cop, other cop showed up. I don't know. I, 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 she confessed to the whole thing, and she was even trying to jump out and help. And they told her, "No, you just stay right where you are." Um, so yeah, it's a it's a dangerous job, you know. And uh, you know, my heart goes out to all these guys who are actually good cops. You know, and you know, and doing their job, you know, without beating the hell out of something. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of media. You look at main media; they always they're going after Trump, but a lot of them, and then Fox is supporting Trump, but they avoid all these pictures where cops are kneeling or they're hugging people that are protesting. Yeah, which is sad. You know, uh, I like I enjoyed seeing the cops march with the, you know, some of the protesters. Now is that a gunshot? See, so we're outside and uh. No, COVID's, that's fireworks. Yeah. You, you can never tell when you're on a res. That's a firework. No, that's a gunshot. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are fireworks. Yeah, it's getting uh, closer to fourth. Yeah, and I don't even know if the the firework stands are going to open. Um, God, you know, besides COVID and this whole presidential thing, I mean, regardless, I keep thinking this thought, though, in my head. I was like, well, what if... if, if uh, if Donald Trump does become a, good, a dictator, I hope, hope for God's sake, he is a good dictator. You know, um, you know, he became. He, I think, he recently became on his last birthday the oldest living president we ever had. Wow, he's he's an old office. man. That would be bad to have him as a dictator because then he passed away. Then you end up with Donnie Jr. or Jared Kushner, and you don't want those guys. <laughs> well, maybe his daughter. No, you know, <laughs> maybe no. his daughter. Because don't no, forget, no. yeah. He has uh, some favoritism for some of his older kids, and uh, I think his daughter. Uh, I think I, I think he really uh, wants her to. You know, I think that's why he keeps her around. Well, he keeps his whole family close, like his whole cab. You know, it's like you never saw really the Bushes or the Obamas or the Clintons take over the White House and the executive branch like the Trumps have, or the Roosevelt. Completely, mm-hmm. completely. Um. I think the only president that did that to an extent was probably Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I don't. I don't know. 
I just, I just hope for the best in that situation. Hope for, you know, the COVID to clear up, and um, we hope that nobody gets it. I mean, we're still going to work. I mean, we're at risk. There's other people who are at risk, higher risk than we are. I mean, I've never had pneumonia, so I have some kind of sense that oh, I hope I'm not at risk. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've had pneumonia and I've had bronchitis. You know, pretty severe cases. One of them put me in the hospital because I had both at the same time. And um, so I took this opportunity um, and I decided I wasn't going to uh, waste my time. So I got up, started exercising, started eating right. I've been eating, uh, I've been trying to get more citrus in my diet, um, pineapple and oranges as much Zinc. as I could. Yeah, as much as I could to try to get myself in better shape. And if I, and uh, just try to get my immune system up, you know, and um, I'm not saying that's a total protection and it's going to work for everybody, but I'm just trying to do what I can for, for peace of mind. I think it's good to keep moving. I feel like when pe- people lay down, they get in this position where they give up. Don't give up. Yeah. Keep keep moving. You know, do everything that that stuff doesn't want you to do. Do the exact opposite. But it's it's getting dark out, um, which brings me beautiful. to our to our second segment, which I wanted to go beyond. COVID, and we, we already talked about it, talking about all the UFO sightings that oh, have been going on. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so second half, uh, yeah. So We can still talk about others. I mean, the president and all this stuff, but there's been all those UFO sightings where they've been Detroit, Cleveland. Southern Idaho. Southern Idaho, and, like, big formations, like lots of UFOs. Um, there's been some in Malaysia. I saw some footage from China, and you can't necessarily you know you know you know what the amazing, most amazing thing is is they're becoming so much clearer and there's like uh i don't know if, if if there's people putting out you know you know the special effects out on on the web and this is what you're seeing but damn some of it's really digitally yeah. clear well not not everybody's going to have the same access to the same uh, you know, ability to do that. I mean, I, I could barely do stuff like that on the iPhone. When you look at it, uh, it looks for iPhone level, it looks kind of fake, cheap. And the videos I see, they're very clear, distinctive, clear, distinctive. And it, and it's really strange that it comes at when the Pentagon verifies what's already been verified with what, you know, Tom Long's group did. They, you know, they ver Pentagon been saying that footage that Tom Long has, has, they've been saying that's been fake forever since it first, surfaced i think it was in 2007 or something like that they've been saying it's fake and now they finally are saying ufos are real we're, we're talking we're referencing to the uh air force or excuse me the navy footage that was recently put out there um and which a lieutenant actually came forward also officially and declared it it was uh, legit and he was uh the air force pilot that shot the footage and i think he came forward after well he didn't came come forward you know all of a sudden he's been saying this all along for the last uh 12 years yeah and it's just that he's it, they finally showed it at a national platform and uh he uh saying it's legit it's on us it's on the the history channel their show it's yeah. not what what is it called not on a ufos declassified or declassified or something like i don't that. i don't think it's it's something else unexplained unacknowledged i don't know what it is but it, it was a thing on cnn yeah you saw it too, it's right? the one with lou elizondo he worked for for a tip and now he's uh what is it to the stars academy of arts and sciences tom DeLong's group and and and, and i always felt like i was telling robert i always felt like uh because tom DeLong, because people have been talking about footage like this for years like steven greer 
people put his work down, but you know, when you watch those videos, you see who he's consorting with. He's not lying, especially if you know political history, the political people in the videos, he's talking about everything and they actually have footage of it. It's, but then people were shooting down Greer for years and all of a sudden Tom DeLong comes up with a, a group of Pentagon officials and all of a sudden it's real. Um, that's another reason I don't really trust government because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like it's not real unless we say it's real. You know, uh, and to complete a thought, we were to touch that we touched uh, on a personal conversation like last week. I remember I was asking you, do you think that it's because we're we're seeing these UFOs all uh, all over the world as a resurgent is because is not maybe because uh, uh, they're popping up more, or is it because we're paying attention more? Or is it, be, or is it because, you know, because we've got nothing we to have do. More, we have more, yeah, more, we have more cameras, too. Everybody, and more attention. Everybody, everybody yeah. has a camera now on their phone. Yeah, and you're doing, you're going outdoors, you know. People are, the, you know, the porpoises are returning to, uh, you know, Venice, you know, and swimming in the canals and the air is clearing up in L.A. I, I think it's actually because we have more access to phones and whatever, because stories circulate around, but you never see the footage. You know, people, I've always, for years I've heard, heard people say, yeah, I've seen this or I've seen that. I've seen a formation of UFOs up in the sky, and then you, I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, "Yeah, yeah, you're full of it." You know, you know. There's no proof. Now everybody has a way to create proof. They got a camera on their phones, so they're doing it. Yeah, like the uh, like the footage I shot and on my little stupid phone, and and I put it on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, that was unedited footage, and I was trying to discern what what it was. Yeah, I couldn't. It was a satellite? I don't know. It did. It seemed a lot closer than that. I, I could tell you though, those Cleveland, Idaho, all those recent videos, those are not satellites. I could probably look up in the sky and tell you which which one's a satellite, and which one's not. Yeah, you know, you on any given night, you'll see something that you cannot explain, and you you get to chalk it up as a UAP, which is a unidentified aerial phenomenon, UFO, or some kind of natural celestial object or man-made aircraft. You don't know. And that's the thing that keeps, you know, you wanting to keep looking up just to, just to see, just to have that little story. So I, I wonder why they're coming, though. I mean, wait, who, why who, sudden, who are they? Why are they coming? If this is a real, uh, uh, some kind of extraterrestrial phenomena that is suddenly appearing, it's possible they're watching what we're what we're going through and what we're doing. Probably with COVID, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I was watching Ancient Aliens earlier, it, it made total sense. Like, there's more UFO sightings when we have disasters on Earth. Mm-hmm. Volcano volcano them. eruptions. How after Mount St. Helens erupted, there's UFO sightings. You know, the oh, mm-hmm. uh, and just to bring it up, there's increased sightings in Afghanistan. We still got troops over there. Um, and apparently they're uh, not engaging, but there are definitely um, appearances around some of the bases over there. Um, I can't confirm that. You know, um, I'm just going off. Well, of I, I would. Ag- I read. I would agree because it's. I mean, historically they always appear around bases, right? Like Air Force yeah. bases, military bases. Any anybody that's. Um, like, like with the stories that the, those, all those, every single one of those officials, those, uh, people who work at those air force bases, um, when they're talking about, what is it? The nuclear weapons, when, when they were going to blow one up in the stratosphere, how it was shut off by a UFO, how it was disarmed. You know, one, one, uh, scary, uh, conspiracy theory I read 
us is that the government goes out of the way to identify abductees, you know, people who claim to have been abducted. They send people... Randall. They, <laughs> they send people to go check them out to see if their story is has any holds any water and if it's legit. Yeah. And if it is, they're the ones who actually take these people and make them disappear and hold them in captivity on some of the military bases to get the any kind of extraterrestrial, in, you know, to come to the base to come looking for the people that they marked and tagged with those uh, implants to try to have a way to try to get them closer, to, like using them as bait to shoot them down. Yeah. And I was like, that kind of makes sense in a scary way, you know, because a lot of people over, uh, over years have said that they, and doctors have cut things out of people that they can't explain where it came from that have, uh, have uh, no... Uh, material. They don't have no reference in the periodic table for the elements they're made out of, which is kind of scary. And they said it's like almost a uh, some kind of strange biochip that you know people you know can't recognize. Kind of like Moscovium. What is it? The the is that an element one fifteen? They talk about. I mean, it's a real element. If people look it up, though, we've we've only synthesized it. But Bob Lazar was claiming that it was uh, that they actually found the real element in its true you know, natural state, naturally occurring state in a, in a UFO. And it was Moscovium 115. Um, yeah, well, if you think about it, you know, if you had scanners powerful enough to detect one atom of this stuff, you know, you could hide anywhere you want on Earth and there's still be able, you know, you're going to be able to keep track of somebody with that. It's just like with the, I mean, look at what they can do with phones and, and smartwatches now. Yeah, they're probably listening to us right now. Like, <laughs> or like, um, like well, if they are, they should actually just get us more listeners on iHeartRadio. Please, please, <laughs> please plug us out in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, we, we'd love that. And we'd try to broadcast in other languages, too, if we could. Um, so uh, a lot of our European listeners, if, they are, if they're out there, um, please, uh, you know, we uh, hope that uh, everything's okay over there. And we understand a lot of countries are coming out of lockdown. Um, and I... And we hope this there's not a resurgence of the second wave of COVID. To everybody yeah, saying. not a second wave. Oh my God, please! I can't. I don't think I can do another lockdown, man. I, you know, I feel bad for um, some of my uh, friends and relatives are, are you know in the penitentiary or. I, I feel bad for people in New York. I got a, a backyard I can go into, a front yard, and these these guys, you know, I didn't. They live in a concrete jungle, you know, they're pancakes. Have you listened to some of the descriptions of people talking about New York? Uh. It is like something out of I Am Legend. They were talking about how, you know, you know, uh, Times Square is empty for, for pretty much in the, in the morning. It's just eerily quiet. No cars, no traffic, nobody doing anything. Just everybody's staying home. Um, the guy... Uh, who used to star in Sopranos, uh, Joe, I mean, uh, he, he played a character in there and he said, you know, I checked out after the, f- f- I, I was going to sell my place anyways. So he sold his place, uh, in, um, in Manhattan and he moved to LA. He got out of there as quick yeah. as he could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are, are saying that, that, you know, the, the major cities are just, and crime has went way down. Um, there's been less gang activity, like, everywhere, you know, um, except for, 
you know, some of these hot spots where the protests are happening. You know? Yeah, and that just creates room for opportunists. Yeah, people um, just want to loot. Some, you know, sometimes people just want to loot for the sake of looting. I wonder if they've had any uh, UFO sightings during the protests. That'd be that'd be interesting. But but are people looking in the sky? You, I remember uh, hearing about an incident where I think it was a Dave Matthews concert. I, I'd had to. I heard about that one. Where UFO sighting? Yeah, a mass UFO sighting, and nobody, everybody had. Uh, this is like bef- they're like they're right at the tipping point of everybody having a camera phone. You know, um, this you know only the like the select few that could afford you know that new feature had access to uh, video on their camera. And they and they recorded. It. I remember seeing it in about four angles, you know. Um, same as the Tel Aviv incident, um, or in Jer- uh, no, excuse me, in Jerusalem. Um, this was happening above the temple where that. Yeah. Th- and people are like, "That's fake. That's fake." And I look at that video and I'm like, "That video is not fake," because I saw that video a long time ago and I was like, "CGI barely just got good, and it's really good at multi million dollar levels, not at a." Not at a even iPhone level right now. Like it's it's that is not fake. And it, and when I saw that, I like my son saw that and he freaked out. I mean, it's yeah. It's what is it? A light that like flashes down above the temple, and all of a sudden it flashes out, and people are like, "Whoa!" The the most that that part it was pretty um, you know jaw dropping. But the part that really kind of gave me the chills was when it went up and that one camera followed it. And it looked like it was going to a group of lights that was an outline of a mothership. Now, I can't say that's what it was. But, wow, you know, uh, it joining a formation or going up to a giant mothership, that was the scariest that's, part. That's watching us. And who knows if they have some kind of cloaking device on the bottom. Like, I always think of, like, Chicken Little when the sky's yeah, yeah, falling. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's, that's like... That's like alien tell, aliens telling us through cartoons how they're actually watching us because, you know, they, they're cloaked. They would have a better cloaking technology than we do. Like, yeah. it would confuse our eyes. That's the one thing uh, they said, in, uh, what Bob Lazar said, uh, is if you could be able to bend, um, if you're able to uh, control gravity, you could bend light. And that's been um, one of Einstein's theories. Actually, that's how he got proved. Uh with That's how he proved general relativity is mm-hmm. that light does bend. Yeah, um, you do it with gravity. If you had a way of controlling gravity, um, you could bend light, and then that gives you the ability to not only, um, you know, you know, uh, bend light around yourself or any object you want, you could also uh, have, Christ, a, uh, um, a uh, you know, a, a, a actual force field, a shield. Like, you know, we're talking like science fiction technology. Yeah. Or, or you could create a hole in that gravity and be able to blast through time and space without any of that actually holding you. Um, which is really crazy is we don't, people will be like, oh, yeah, we understand gravity. No, no, we do not. We Like it is, the, the four forces, we, we understand a little bit, um, but not a lot. It's like a, more fireworks. And, and a cricket, you, you uh, chimes in as a... It was like I was, I was listening to Stephen Greer, and he was actually talking, and, you know, he has talking to, what's his name, one of the guys from Skunk Works, and, and Maxwell's equations is what basically maps out, you know, electromagnetic waves, and how they're talking about uh, those equations. He's saying Maxwell's equations are wrong or incomplete. 
um, uh, understanding electromagnetism, I mean, beyond what Maxwell Hill showed us, they, they have information. There are people that have more information, but it just hasn't been shared with the public yet. And I think it's probably because they haven't found a way to monetize it. And that's the big thing. Once, once we see a new technology, they've already had it for years. They just figured out a way to monetize this new technology. Yeah. I've always been a proponent of the idea that there are inventors out here in the world who probably understand what's really going on in, in, you know, behind the scenes in the world. You know, I bet you they watch the news in a different way than we do. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting there and they're saying, oh, well, that's what that guy is doing. You know, oh, 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 that technology, you know, failed, you know, was getting ready to get patented. Yeah, okay. You, you know, they, find, they must have found a better use for it, you know, and they're locking it up. You know, because, you know, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, I've, I've heard stories like that from people who say um, they invented something and and some corporation steps in, gives them like, gives them $20 million dollars gives them the rights to uh, uh, for any future uh, use of their patent license and um, and they just shelve it and they don't bother you know doing anything with it they just because it's just such a it's such a it'll be such a world changing thing you know that it the humans aren't yeah. ready for it yet yeah come on, come that's in. that's why the aliens yeah we can see their ships but they're they know we're not ready for them yet like a water uh, a water based uh, power um, plant, you know, engine. You know, what would happen if the uh, if the world did not need petrol anymore? Our economy would collapse. You know, third world countries would be superpowers because since they're close to uh, surround and surrounded by fresh water. Well, I don't, I don't really know if our economy would collapse, but I know Saudi Arabia would collapse. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we're just spending our money making. Um, we we talk so much about. Uh, our dislike for Muslim nations, and we're just making one of the biggest ones, one of the richest and most powerful nations in the world constantly. Um, I think as Americans, I'm not anti-Muslim or anything like that. Everybody's entitled to their beliefs, but at, at the price, the cost of petrol, I think that's um, just too much. Just to just to preserve, and it's not even it's not even the religion that they're trying to preserve. It's their classism they're trying to preserve. Their kingdom, yeah. Their ki- and it's yeah. They're trying to preserve their power, their seat of power. Um, you could almost imagine the same scenario, and you just, just, just you know, go with me on this one. People is just that if Britain was, you know, a a uh, a country in the Middle East, do you have any doubt in your head that they would do everything they could to preserve the monarchy? Yeah, they they would. I mean, that's that's any monarchy. They would, but. It's no, it's I, I no feel I, I feel like their their resource affects the whole world. So why try and preserve? It's the same thing with China. They 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 don't want to adopt anything that's not coal. So they're still using coal. Places in the U.S. are still using coal for power. We have hydroelectric dams for our power, and we have a nuclear react, a nuclear reactor, like we're, about and we're forty bar- miles away. We're barely phasing in. Uh, you know, solar panels. Uh, you yeah. Know, you know, Europe's got a big, huge lead on us on that one. Japan is uh, they're developing uh, dino. I think it's some kind of new dino technology. Really, where it's able to output uh, more f- efficient energy. At, you know, at a at a like a higher level than we can. Um, you know, some of our 
some some of our govern governors or or some or like ten or fifteen years you know behind them. You know, a lot of people keep you know a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of news on this. How no. other countries are leading on getting a lead Ma- on us. Maybe maybe that's a, the big thing. What the focus on Trump is for? Maybe it's just. The distraction. The, he's a distraction for whatever thing else is going on, and maybe maybe we're focusing on him too much, and we should look between the lines and past him and see well what else is going on, yeah. what else is everybody else is doing? How come? How come he's getting called a perv, and then uh, he rode the Lolita Express four times? You know, he admitted that. Well, Clinton rode it twenty-four times. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, and let's not forget Mr. Epstein, you know. Yeah, whatever happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Is he still kicking alive somewhere, or is he really dead, or was he really murdered? Did he really commit suicide? Nobody's asking those questions anymore. What if, what if Trump is just this saint in this whole thing, and he really didn't do anything bad, and the only reason he says crazy stuff is because he is, in fact, getting old and loony. I have aunts his age who talk to stuffed animals who look like they're experiencing the same thing. Yeah, and uh, let's not... Sorry, sorry, Auntie. We, no, um, I, there's quite a few of you guys that... My we're, mom's we're, talking to stuffed animals, too, now. So. We're not trying to pick on the guy because... Or, or trying to pick on him at all because he's old. You know, ageism is... Uh, yeah. You know, cr- man, I'm pushing... I'm pushing we're all, we're all going to get old, age. you know. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get there, too. It's just... Yeah, I'm trying to prevent it by uh, exercising. <laughs> but I'm just... Uh, you know, uh, the point is, is that, you know, uh, we went from a young leader... Yeah. To a guy who's a senior citizen. Yeah, really, really old. He can eat at Denny's for like half price. Yeah. Talk about a conspiracy there. I want to eat at Denny's for half price. And, uh, you know, my God, you know, the man had, you know, three or four staffers in the White House that tested positive for COVID, you know, and uh, these guys are people who have access to the highest branch of office in the land. Yeah. And, um, Wow, did you, know, did you see that footage of him um, trying to drink a cup of water? Yeah, and he, he was having issues with that. Or walking down the uh, ramp. Yeah. You know, wow. You know, he's, you know, let's hope Well, most people his age use walkers. I mean, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'll use a walker when I'm that age. Yeah. Hopefully we still have, still have Medicare or something like that by then. Yeah, but, you know, the guy... Should recognize that maybe it's time to you know enjoy his you know his golden years, man. I always, I always said if he if he quit the president and he started another show on NBC, he would probably be the most popular TV show of all time. Or if he started his own network, and he would probably be way more rich and powerful if he did that than if he decided to be president. He could let some other. Loon be the president. I guarantee you, everybody would watch his show, even the people that didn't like him. They would watch his show. It I bet you a hundred dollars on that one. It would have been like that's on poor. It would have been like Ted Turner, um, you know, doing something in wrestling and decided to run for the president, which was almost happened at one time. He almost, he almost did because uh, he did. He had uh, he was married to Jane Fonda. God, he had the number one first lady pick, you know, in the land. You know, uh, yeah, she was really left, okay? But, you know, still, he he had the clout. He had the advertising, CNN. Yeah. And he had the, you know, uh, he had the backing of the U.N. Because, remember, he donated half of his money, his fortune, to uh, to the U.N. You know, um, he had a lot of good feelings. But, you know, everybody saw right through that and saw, you know, he, this guy's a little bit off his rocker. You know, but still, hey, uh, 
pretty much right there, neck and neck, as far as uh, as uh, the craziness that could have been brought to the office, you know, that we're seeing now. Yeah. Was and, and it's not even, like, he's not even, he's just, he's acting crazy. It's like having somebody, I don't know. I've had Bizarre. Crazy. Very yeah. bizarre behavior. Very bizarre. Yeah. And, uh, uh, maybe he's really alien. There was a good A po- lizard person. There was uh, something on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast is that they made a good point where they were talking about maybe, uh, okay, so, you know, maybe when he got elected, that was a total surprise. And he, he, he was more in, enamored with the idea of winning than actually having the office. You know, he was, he, you know, because he noticed he had a lot of energy, you know, running yeah. for office and a lot of energy when he accepted the presidency. But, you know, but once he realized, you know, the job, you know, what, the, what it really entails, he didn't want it. And maybe that's the reason why he's saying such crazy shit now, you know, and the home stretch. Maybe he doesn't want to be reelected. That's yeah. Maybe it's an anti-reelection plan. Yeah, um, without seeming like it. Yeah. And, um, but what do we got to look for? We got to look forward to Biden. Yeah. Um, I'm not too I'm, I'm, I'm not excited. Uh, people probably listen to this and be like, you guys are anti-Trump. I'm not really happy about Biden. We're just, we're just looking, f- trying to find some kind of clarity where we're going to look. Yeah. Um, I wasn't happy about their, their picks, Beto O'Rourke, all these guys. He was, he was presidential. Then all of a sudden he said, we're going to take your AR-14s. Yeah. And I'm like, you just screwed yourself over, buddy. <laughs> they had a uh, guest on, on a uh, Rogan podcast who came up with a kind of a cool idea. The start in the rain? No, I don't feel. Oh, okay. He, he said, uh, why not have Andrew Yang, um, the guy who, who, who did run for the president, um, you know. Oh, the other, the yeah. other guy? And there was this rear admiral who's uh, really uh, kind of like in the mid-right. Um, he was one of the, he was the uh, leader who uh, led the uh, raid on Bin Laden's compound, you know, the one that killed him. And Mc, have them Was run. that Admiral Mc, McRaven? Yeah. Yeah. And have them run together. I would vote for Admiral McRaven for president. He, they I came, like that guy. They came with it. He came. He came up with a brilliant idea. You could have him. You could have him run the. the, the I, I don't want to say Mick or is it Mac Raven? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. They, they they came up with the idea of having them run the office for sixteen years. Wow. Think about it. You, one guy runs it for four years as vice president, and as president, and then they switch places during the next term, and then so forth and so forth. You have a 16-year guys who are running as a team running this country. Who are complete opposites. The Yang guy, I don't think he was a military at all. And then Mick Raven, mm-hmm. who is, like, highly respected and regarded. And they keep each other in balance. And, yeah. they, and, and you have both sides of the aisle looking to them. You know, people and our, our uh, political leaders, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, no, they would have no choice. Yeah, they would have to fall in line, or get swept aside. You know, because this country needs another choice. We yeah. need another choice. Need good leadership. You know, as much as I, I don't say I wouldn't say like Biden. I would say as much as I kind of leaning toward you know voting for him. I'm kind of like at the same time I, like I'll be honest. I'm Biden. not gonna vote. Anyway, hey, I, I didn't vote in the last election because I didn't see anybody I liked. Well, there's always writing candidates. Yeah. So, so yeah, keep that in mind, people. We, 
you know, if everybody in the United States wrote in I their mean, own candidate. I mean, I, I think that when people, when they want to vote, do a study analysis of it. Just sit down. If you don't like the guy because you heard somebody else say something about him, actually just sit down and listen to them talk. Sit down and listen to the guy you like, and he's probably going to say something bad about somebody else. Then go out and listen to the other guy and see what he has to say. See how they act. See how they treat the people that come to him and say, hey, can I shake your hand? Um, I mean, you look at Clinton, how he got elected. He's out there kissing babies left and right, and the babies don't cry. They don't run away. Yeah, they don't run away like they do with Trump. Even Bush was out there. People were... Liked him. He was very personable with people. He, he spoke ki- Spanish. He would kiss people. He, you know, he, he held he held hands with that that one yeah, he, Saudi Arabian prince. He was goofy and, and it was he didn't he, and, and he kept Putin in line for Christ's sake. Yeah, and um, uh, he the man ate tacos. <laughs> yeah, he ate tacos, which is it's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, loved Bush, but I kind of I didn't I didn't hate him. Uh, Obama would go out for beer and burgers, you know. Yeah, and he played basketball. Yeah. Um, How cool is that? I mean, what what does Trump do? Does he just sit around and... Burger King. Oh, he likes Burger King? Uh, He loves cheeseburgers. Wendy's. uh, I'm still going to eat Wendy's regardless of all the bad stuff that's come out about him. Yeah, and people, keep in mind that some of the same places you frequent for food and shopping are the same people that are donating uh, money to this guy. So keep that in mind. We know next time, you know, you could look it up. You know, I'm not going to disparage any company who may have. Well, I mean, they also they also supply jobs to people that need them too. So regardless, you're keeping people employed. You're keeping food on their table. You're going to put food on your table when you go out and buy food, but you're also keeping food on their table because you're putting money in their pocket because that's how they get paid. And it's kind of crappy that we can't just have a system where. If we if we morally don't feel obligated to that, like I you know I can work for a place and I don't feel morally morally obligated to it. I don't like it. I can't quit because I'm stuck. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are starting to realize that there's more ideas these days because of the internet and because of little little platforms like this that people are are paying more attention to uh, the things in the ethereal than they are on the mainstream media. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what politicians are afraid of. You know, because you notice how, how how loud they're yelling, how much you know, how much uh, campaigning they're doing. They on have the Fox and they have CNN, but they don't have YouTube and they don't have like the podcasts and all this other stuff. Yeah, they you know they don't have control of that, and that's one thing they're they're afraid of. They're going to try to find a way to control it. I, I guarantee you that. You know, but they can't do that without stepping all over everybody's constitutional right. You know? Yeah. You know, like they do over in uh, in uh, China. Jeez, that's pretty scary over there. You know, you know, in some countries you can get shot or imprisoned for saying anything negative at all about the country or the leader. Do you know, like in North Korea, it's illegal to call North Korea North Korea. You have to call it Korea because they don't recognize that it's uh, two separate countries. They don't see so. Oh, the the whole country is their country. Even South Korea is their country. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's uh, like uh, in China, um, they have they take away any um, news uh, that comes from outside um, from outside the, from 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 their media. They, they you have you don't have access to it. They have like a whittled down version of Facebook that they control, you know, and and uh, they're not allowed to really say anything uh, about the protests. And for a long time, 
Um, if, I me- uh, if I remember my history correctly, I believe China, you were not allowed to have any other uh, political parties. And, and China's totally atheist, too. They don't like... That's that's another thing. You you, you can't practice Christianity. You can't practice you can't be a Muslim. Bo- Buddhism. You can't be a Muslim. Here in our country, at least, we still have that. You know what? The, uh, one thing that's scary is is that uh, there's reports coming out of China, and people you can look this up that they're um, putting uh, their Chinese um, their uh, Muslim Chinese Muslims in concentration camps. You know, I um, believe it. And you know, when I say concentration camp, I mean that they're herding everybody into the same area, not in the same city, but they're putting them in these um, places where um, they're just quietly being shifted to. Um, and, you know, instead of being booted out of the country, they're putting them into uh, um, confinement. Kind of like Israel did with the Palestinians yeah. on the Gaza Strip. And it's scary considering that's where the COVID outbreak had started. Wasn't you know, and uh, you know, God knows if these people are actually being taken care of or looked after. You know, hey, I'm not saying anything bad about China. Jesus, oh, I don't want to get shot tomorrow by some kind of uh, FSB agent or whatever. or something. Yeah. yeah, no, we're not saying bad about anything. I, I think humanity as a whole, we have this. I mean, especially when it comes to our leaders, leadership of governments, they don't like using losing power and that's that's you find that with anybody it's 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 really power is kind of this weird corruptive thing that we don't actually see as corruptive but it is um it's it's beautiful tonight it is very beautiful and i think if if you want to wrap up we can wrap up oh no no i was just commenting and i was like it's getting uh, a, it's getting it, late because i believe today is the official first day of spring is it the first day of spring yeah, or tomorrow is, because uh, tomorrow is Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, so happy uh, Father's Day to happy, all you daddies Happy Father's there. Day. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Steve Gunyon. Yeah. Um, um, he, um, Coyote's dad, um, who was a friend of my father, the guy I call my dad, Bob Maldonado. Um, 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 they've been gone for quite a while now, but, and, uh, well, you know, they were pretty Two unique, you know, fantastic individuals. Um, your dad was at uh, the standoff at Wounded Knee. Yep, my dad was at the standoff. He was part of the AIM group at Wounded Knee. Um, that's that's a totally different story for a different time. It's a long story. Oh, I'd love to. D- we, I guess we want you to have to do a uh, podcast about our dads. So next sometime, time, yeah. I, I think we will talk about not Wounded Knee since uh, there's not time tonight. So on the next cast... We should. We will talk about wounded knee. And I think that's uh, the anniversary is coming up, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, I can't remember the dates. But I think it was seventy-one in the summer. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, people. Uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. So call me stupid later. Um, and hey, uh, sorry we've been off the air for so long, but we wanted to make sure everybody was safe, and we wanted to set a good example of uh, keeping our social distancing and. Making sure we, uh, you know, uh, kept each other's family safe, and uh, and uh, hey, it, we came up with a lot of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, there's there's way more, way more um, topics to discuss. Um, but I was just thinking one thing. I'll I'll just leave everybody with. And when I was looking at Trump today, my 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 guru always says, uh, treat everybody like they're God and drag. So I, I've been looking at all these different politicians and thinking, how are they like God? Oh, you you tricky. 
You tricky bastard, you. You're trying to trick me, and you're trying to show me something. You know, I'm always looking for more spiritual growth. And please like us and share on Facebook and tune in to our uh, different media platforms. Uh, uh, we'll try to get uh, the links on the Facebook page. I just recently got on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and uh, iTunes, Google Podcast. And, and to all you who've been sharing stories and topics on the Facebook page, thank you for that. Um, and, hey, uh, if you guys could, if, for those of you that do have the stickers that we've uh, handed out, uh, you know, please take a picture of one in, in an odd place. We, I think uh, we'd like that. And then send it to us. Or put it on the Facebook group page. That would be great. Yeah. So, or either uh, or. <laughs> yeah. I uh, wish we could offer some kind of special prize, but, you know, um, can't think of anything that anybody would need except maybe a face mask, you know. <laughs> yeah, face masks or a dollar store soda. <laughs> Fago. We could get Fago from the dollar store. Yeah, um, so uh, the bigger the crowd, the bit, you know, the bigger we, uh, the more listeners we get. Hey, maybe, you know, maybe we, there's something, opportunity there in the future for stuff like that. But we'll, we'll see. We'll get we'll there. See, yeah. We'll get there. We're getting there, people. And uh, we, um, as soon as Coyote uh, gets his, uh, you know, a, a studio, um, he said he might, he might try to get one in the future. But we'll do a lot more on a regular basis. Yes, we will. Okay, so um, Cody, you want to sign off? Good night, people. Say good night, Robert. Good night, good night. Good night.